Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Don Fight, a retired priest of the Diocese of Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim. It's so good to be with you today. It's great to have you here. We're going to continue our discussion on what we believe as Catholics from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church. And we're also continue our discussion on the death and resurrection of Jesus. We want to take a look at what changed in the world as a result of the resurrection of Jesus, and we're on question 108 of the UCAT. And it begins very cryptically, I guess you could say, uh, with a little sentence that says, because now death no longer is the end of everything. Joy and hope have come into our world. And you know, uh, I remember, Tim, uh, hearing from some professor in school that when you really examine the ancient philosophers and writings uh, in the Greeks and the Romans that our Western world is pretty familiar with, how often we find there's a, a certain sadness to it all. You know, that there's a joy of family life in its goodness and when it's lived well, but always they didn't know what to make of death because it, it just, everything came screeching to a sad end in a way. Uh, that if something is good, why does it have to end? And why does this good person have to leave us forever? Uh, like we know our Jewish brothers and sisters would say things like, well, I live on in my children. I live on in the good works I've done. Uh, and those could be very truth realities, but there's something much more yet. We, we see a, with resurrection, we know that it wasn't just Jesus who rose because death no longer has dominion over him, as St. Paul said, now we too are called a new life. Didn't he, uh, St. Paul was so convinced of that when he said, you know, when we're baptized him, uh, when we, we enter into his death, we go into the water of dying, we die to our sin, but then we rise into a new life. And so what is that new life? It's the very life of Christ who lives now within me. And so death is not the end, even though I will have to pass through the death of my body uh, someday. Uh, I will never die in the sense of there is no more Donald, there's no more Timothy. Huh? No, uh, we trust, we believe that uh, what has happened in the world is a tremendous gift of hope. Uh, and it's the hope of our own resurrection huh? that after this world, there is something much more wonderful that God still has planned for us. To live in him, uh, what a difference that has made. Uh, I, I was reading about right now, um, people will listen to this in the future, but perhaps we'll by then uh, get the Ebola crisis beyond us. But right now, as we're taping this, Tim, you and I know that we're going through a, a very great fear of what's happening to families, especially in Western Africa, with the death of so many. Um, and yet, Who's there serving them? Uh, whether it's their own people or it's people from other countries like ours, but so many of them are people of faith who are willing to, to take the risk of even losing their own lives. Why do they do that? Because they believe, number one, that the risen Jesus is present when they're serving these dying people that are suffering so. And number two, uh, there's life 
beyond this. So even if I die in the service I'm giving, my sacrifice will lead me to Jesus, and uh, I will be rewarded with eternal life. So that, that and isn't hope. that the, the good news in a nutshell, yeah. Father? Sure. Is that Jesus has risen from the dead in victory over sin and death, and that victory, Jesus' victory, therefore, is my victory, provided that I'm a faithful follower and I endure until the end. Amen. That's right. So that's the good news, that's is that right. Jesus. And, and And I believe that our death is going to be the most wonderful moment of our life because death uh, is no more than a transition to the next life, hopefully with Jesus, provided that we're in a state of grace. That's right. And even as one priest told me, besides the happiest moment that you mentioned of seeing Jesus face to face in heaven, the second happiest moment, he said, of my life, should I have to experience it, is going to be finding out that I need some time in the purgation, we call purgatory as Catholics, uh, that I have to endure some suffering to let go of my bad faults and, and, mm -hmm. and that, uh, that have, those things that have kept me from being perfectly in love to be on the way to heaven. That will be the second most joyful thought and experience I've ever had, as painful as it may be for me. So mm -hmm. um, there's great hope. So question 109 asks, Father, what does it mean to say that Jesus ascended into heaven? Well, when I was a boy, Tim, I listened carefully, of course, at Mass. Sometimes I did. and <laughs> Because it was fascinating to hear about a man who, uh, he's risen, he, he, we, we were, he's proclaimed as uh, in a body that's different. He, he went where he willed, when he willed. We knew that his body was not just uh, limited like our human bodies are, but now in its resurrected status, he could be where he wanted to be. And then it says, Forty days after the many appearances he gave to his disciples, he went up into clouds, uh, into heaven. And that was sort of strange to me. Uh, did that mean that Jesus was leaving us? And, uh, of course, I would say, well, where is heaven? Uh, heaven is where God is. Uh, and that helped me from panicking and <laughs> thinking Jesus had really left us. Um, so what is, what is being proclaimed here by these uh, Gospels that tell us in St. Luke and the Acts who say that Jesus ascended into a cloud? Uh, the Bible is so full of imagery that is symbolic. Huh? There's a reality here. Uh, remember Moses on the mountain? He's in the cloud. What's the cloud signify? He's in communion with God as he received the Ten Commandments in the the invitation to his people to be covenanted to, to God. And uh, so again, here, the cloud is used as a, a beautiful symbol of Jesus. The catechism says here, uh, I'm lifted up uh, from the earth to draw all to myself. Uh, he's, he's being lifted up uh, to God. Uh, he, he's, he's with the Father now, uh, but doesn't mean he's leaving us at all. Huh? I will be with you always, he said. So we realize that uh, for Jesus, uh, leaving us in terms of his visible presence doesn't mean that he's not with us at all. Uh, Plus in the creed, don't we proclaim that Jesus uh, sits at the right hand of the Father and that he sent the Holy Spirit on the apostles and the Blessed Virgin Mary in the upper room? That he did, that he did. So, I mean, that was all part of it. It was part sure. of the he's God's a, plan of salvation. Exactly. He's entering his... Uh, the Father's will for him is now that he be a mediator for us. Huh? Uh, what he has done in his crucifixion and resurrection in that paschal mystery for us, now he continues to make it present for us by praying for us. And he intercedes for us at his Father's right hand. What a, what a 
privilege to know that the Son of God is praying for you and for me personally uh, there at his Father's right hand. So uh, the ascension is, uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful um, continuation of Jesus' love for us. It's always his love. Mm -hmm. So question 110 asks, why is Jesus Christ the Lord of the whole world? Ah, he is Lord of the world uh, because everything, everything is under his dominion. Huh? Uh, everything is from him. Uh, he, he created with his Father. He created everything. So it's his. Uh, and more than that, uh, when he himself went through his crucifixion for us, he redeemed us. Huh? So he is my Lord. Uh, I belong to him. Uh, I'm part of his body uh, that has been saved by him. And uh, I am now waiting for the day when I will have to be judged by him. He's my Lord. I have to answer to him. I don't have to answer to, to anybody else <laughs> after death. Uh, my parents will be gone. My president will be gone. My boss will be gone. <laughs> you know, my spouse would be gone. Should I be married? Uh, I will answer to Jesus. Huh? So he's over me and over you. He's with us always. He's ahead of us as history of the church. There's a, there's a letter that St. Paul wrote to the Colossians where uh, he says beautifully, Jesus is the very image of the invisible God because in him everything was created, things visible and invisible, and all were not only created by him, he is before all else it is. Everything continues in being through him. <laughs> there is no life. There is no anything that is unless it's in Jesus. That's the beautiful faith that we mean when we say he's Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. The, the early Christians, when they said that, got the Roman government all nervous and even angry and, and uh, said, no, no, Caesar is Lord. Huh? No. <laughs> the Christians said Jesus Christ is Lord. Huh? And Caesar must serve him too, as we do. Uh, there's always realities, uh, principalities and powers, as St. Paul, his term, that are going to claim to be Lord of our lives. No, Jesus Christ alone is Lord. You know, I think this would be a good place to explain how Jesus is Lord of my life, not only of the whole world, but I started to change my life and really put God first and live my life for the Lord when I started to think if my thoughts, my words, and my actions were pleasing to God. Because even though I called myself a Christian, at one point when I was younger, I, I spoke in language that was not befitting of a Christian. And my wife was one person who reminded me, you know, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be talking like that. Uh -huh. And so eventually I came around to the point where I started to think differently in that if Jesus is really Lord of my life, am I thinking correctly? Am I speaking correctly? Am I acting correctly? So I think it's it's a good point that, yes, Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth, but is he really Lord of my life? Am I really a Christian? Do I really believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my God and my Savior? And if I do, are my words and my thoughts and my actions reflecting that? So, again, it was it was as I matured and, and got out of my arrogant, selfish, uh, childish person, as I started to see that I wasn't acting like a Christian, I wasn't thinking and speaking like a Christian. And again, 
thank God for my wife who pointed out, hey, you really shouldn't talk like that. <laughs> and especially you profess to be a Christian, a man of God. So I think this is a good point where we should actually take a step back and say, "Is do I really believe it? Do I really believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord, my God, and my Savior? And even when you can say, when I say, Jesus, you're my Lord, but then I turn around, as you say, and I sin. I, 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 I let the Lord down. I, I don't serve him as my Lord, uh, even if it's not a major sin, um, if, if it's an infraction of uh, through my anger or through my impatience or through my, my mouth that runs too much about the faults of others and so forth, talking behind their back. In all of these things, I need to surrender myself and confess my sin. That's how I keep Jesus as my Lord, uh, by willing to, to come to him and say, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm still a sinner, uh, even though I'm saved. Uh, by my surrender to you and my acceptance of all you've done for me. Uh, it's, I had a friend, God bless him, who tried to convince me once that once saved, you don't have to worry about whether you're a sinner or not anymore because now you're saved. No, <laughs> it's an ongoing gift. It's a, it's, a, it's a daily struggle, but it's a daily call to live with Jesus as my Lord. And we can always choose to say no to that free gift of salvation. Yeah. Yeah. You've been listening to Father Don Fight. Father, could we have your blessing on our listeners, please? May the dear Lord bless each one of you today with the desire in your heart to let Jesus be your Lord and Savior forever in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This has been Tim Perry reminding you that God loves you more than you can even imagine. If you haven't been to confession for a while, this Saturday would be a great time to do it and start going to Mass and receiving the Eucharist. Until next time, may God bless you and yours. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.